the most consequential pro-life vote in the history of the state of South Carolina is coming up this week. Plus, President Joe Biden has decided that he's going to pardon all these people of simple marijuana possession. Simple. As, as opposed, opposed to complex. Uh, Joe Cunningham has a problem with chickens. <laughs> and and we give you a new pronoun of the day. It's, it's the Family of Family Matters podcast. Joe Cunningham's chicken problems here in a minute. It's a big chicken, isn't it? Well, he called somebody a big chicken. Well, and that's we normally don't do that here. We, we don't do that here. We do pull for giant roosters, though. Anyway, not the point. Um, <laughs> they did win this you weekend. Get, you get lost in your own thoughts you sometimes do a when lot you're of on times. this side of the camera. Uh, but we're good to that in a second. Obviously, Joe Biden is... Uh, doing things and stuff. Uh, I guess we'll get to that too. Um, his, Joe Biden, Joe Cunningham. He's announcing. Yeah. Uh, well, the president's announcing some things in between his in between his viewings of of Matt Locke with his applesauce. But we'll get to that again in a second. We start though in South Carolina here on the fastest growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina with the most consequential pro life vote in the history of our state. Dave, we've seen this H fifty three ninety nine ping ponging back and forth between the House and the Senate. I mean, I, I was recounting this the other day. We've been talking about this specific legislation since June. Right. And um, it's now October, and there is a path uh, to get this path. What I want you to understand, if <clears throat> you've heard anything about this bill being dead, I want you to erase that from your memory. Yeah. This bill is not dead, and we'll kind of outline how that is. But, Dave, kind of walk us through how we got to where we are. So the House had a version of a pro-life piece of legislation, the Human Life Protection Act. That was passed by the House back in August. Yes. They decided that they were going to basically say, from conception, it is the responsibility of the state of South Carolina to protect life. They did a good job of, of defining medical exceptions. They also added in exceptions for rape and incest into their bill, sent that over to the Senate, the Senate basically chopped it apart and rebuilt it. The rebuilt version couldn't get past the filibuster, so they did a scaled-back version of it and sent that back over to the House. The House looked at it and said, no, we came here to actually pass some consequential pro-life legislation, and they basically insisted on their version of the bill to be able to move forward. Well, the, the match that has gone back and forth uh, between has now landed itself back over on the Senate side of the net, so to speak. And the Senate is coming back in on Tuesday. Now, here's the, the move that has to happen, Justin. <clears throat> there are several things that are going to be going on with that bill. And this is the important part of the inner workings of the Senate for you to understand as you're listening to the podcast. Because as Justin said, the bill is not dead. Despite the headlines that screamed across the state a few weeks ago, this bill is not dead. As a matter of fact, it's now going back over to the Senate, where the Senate has one of a couple of choices that they have to be able to make. One, they can turn around and basically say, no, we're going to insist on our version, and because of that, take it to a conference committee where you've got three senators and three House members. They come together, they work on common language, and then both houses have to vote on that. The problem that you have with that is the South Carolina Senate rules then enable you 
to have what's called the filibuster, which is basically we're going to keep talking until we get what we want. And it takes 26 senators to be able to break the filibuster. That's going to be difficult because Justin, the best vote that was done on any of this legislation was one that was very similar to 5399. It was the, the next to the last vote that the Senate took. And that was a very strong kind of consolidated piece. And we talked about it a minute ago. That won on a vote of 24 to 20, but it was not enough of a vote to shut down the filibuster. Correct. So because of that, Senator Tom Davis out of Beaufort was going to filibuster the bill because it goes beyond what he thinks it should be. And so in that particular case, the bill has now gone back to the House, now come back to the Senate. The other option that they have is this. They can, vote, they can vote to what's called recede. Basically, everything that we said we're going to step back off of, we'll, that means that the House version becomes what they're going to accept. It's kind of like accepting something without necessarily accepting it. So we're going to step back off of it. And that then allows that bill to then go on through. If that happens, you could have the most consequential piece of pro-life legislation on the desk of Governor Henry McMaster by Wednesday of next week. That is significant when you think about the timing of this in light of elections that are coming up in less than 30 days. And just on the non-political side of that, if I may interject on this, you're talking about the opportunity to save thousands of lives with the stroke of a pen. Right. And simply put, I mean, if you, if you, if you ran pro-life, Kind of makes sense, right. right? So what we what we have now to show you is a new production from Palmetto Family. It's a new piece that you'll be seeing across social media and, and everywhere right. over the next week. Um, just take take a look. They tell me that I'm special. They tell me I can grow up to be anything I want. I could cure cancer. I could teach children. I could even be president. Why do they want to take that away from me? Be my voice. Call your senator today. Tell them, from conception, my life matters. I think that right there says everything that needs to be said. Senators do need to hear from you. They need to hear from your friends who are also pro-life that basically tell them this. Tell, call, the Senate, call your senators up and basically say, get the bill to Governor McMaster's desk next week. There is no reason that the governor should not have the Human Life Protection Act on his desk by Wednesday of next week. This bill includes everything from exceptions for the health of the mother. And actually, if you go back and watch a previous podcast we did on this, we broke down the House Bill 5399 in all of its pieces and parts because it answers questions about what's included in health of the mother. It's how do you define what goes on with rape and incest? What are the reporting mechanisms that go along with that? Where does it, it, where does it stand on the issues of being able to take the RU486, which is basically the abortion pill, it's the two-step pill, and you've heard us talk about that before, too, and, and define the beginning of life at conception. That is significant. That is strong. And that would put South Carolina in the position of being the 14th, 15th, 16th state in the union to now 
put that level of protection on human life from the womb. And I think that's a really important step for us to be thinking about as we move forward. It is. And and so what we are encouraging you to do is to call your senators, tell them to vote to receive, right. and take the vote straight up. <clears throat> and I think then that vote tells you clearly right. where senators are. Right. Because there are 46 senators. It requires 24 of them for it to be able to pass. Uh, I think it's really important for folks to know, for you to know, for your friends to know how important it is for senators to be hearing from you over the next week. This is a Tuesday podcast. Today is one week out from that vote taking place. It is a simple vote because this particular move, Justin, does not require or does not enable a filibuster vote to take place. It is a straight up or down vote. And in that particular case, it's very simple. Do we take it or do we not? And in light of what's going to be possibly coming down from the state Supreme Court, you've got a swing vote that's in there right now that could turn around and work to abolish these laws in South Carolina. And that would be at a detriment to the conservative cause that we stand for from a biblical worldview on the issue of life. So we move out of the state of South Carolina. That's your latest update from the Palmetto State on what's going on. Let's go nationally. The president made some news um, late last week. Uh, no, this is not about Armageddon. Um, I thought, but he did say that Armageddon was possible. I mean, especially... Well, you have multiple world leaders now calling for nuclear usage against each other. Go figure anyway, that one. Anyway, uh, the president, this... Instead of Armageddon, he just now wants to have, what, Smokeageddon? Well, it wouldn't be mushroom clouds. No, it um, would just be... <laughs> Uh, this <laughs> something totally different. I'm getting this yes. from CNN. Oh, Sorry. really? Okay. Um, I don't know. President my my Joe... source is a little bit stronger. Mine's marijuana moment. We'll get there. Okay. Uh, President Joe Biden is taking his first steps toward decriminalizing marijuana, fulfilling a campaign pledge. I thought he was against marijuana. He was to erase pro- okay. before the election. But he's but erase- is this a, a the evolution of, of Biden? Evolution of Biden. He is an evolutionary. The Bidenolution. Bidenolution. Okay. Yikes! To erase the prior federal possession convictions and beginning the process of potentially loosening the federal classification of the drug, President Biden on Thursday pardoned all prior federal offenses of simple marijuana possession. A move that senior administration officials said would affect thousands of Americans charged with that crime. But how many of them are in jail right now simply on a simple possession of marijuana? Zero. Typically, a federal simple possession of marijuana, typically, this is not in all cases, right. typically, it's a plea down. Uh, it's kind of like a when larger, you get, A larger crime, you plea yourself down. Well, it's kind of like getting a speeding ticket. Yeah. And they, I mean, honestly, Joe Biden, Joe Cunningham, all of these Democrats are, are are trying to turn around and make the possession of marijuana really no different than a speeding ticket. You were going 59 and a 45. We'll drop it down to 54 and a 45. And that makes Sends you to yeah. a whole different category. Yeah, different, different category. Less points. And so that's really what Biden is worth looking to do. And it's amazing. One, okay, it's interesting, Justin, that he comes out with this and he has this on a Friday. So from a public relations standpoint, dropping something on a Friday kind of makes it like a non-story story, but it continued to mushroom over the weekend. It no continued, it continued to one. grow. It yes, continued it to gain steam. Um, working on some of these, you're, sorry. You're really trying on that um, The announcement, and, and CNN kind of out and out says it, the announcement comes a month ahead of critical November elections. 
that will determine control of Congress. Some candidates, like Lieutenant Governor of Pennsylvania John Fetterman, or John Fetterwoman, uh, who is running for his state's U- U.S. Senate seat, have made the issue of marijuana legalization central to their campaign. We've seen that with Joe Cunningham here running for governor, oh, yeah. central to the campaign for him. As part of the announcement, Biden also encouraged governors to take similar steps to pardon state simple marijuana positions. This is pandering for your vote. This That's is all this. Absolutely pandering for your vote. And the president will task the Department of Health and Human Services and Attorney General Merrick Garland, uh, his greatness, to expeditiously review how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. The first step toward potentially easing a federal classification that currently places marijuana in the same category as heroin. And LSD. Because those are Schedule 1 narcotics. So a Schedule 1 drug, it is, it is the tightest of, of laws that can be on a drug to show the level of how illegal it actually is. The Schedule 1 drug. Um, it, it's interesting, Justin, because you hear echoes of this coming from the Cunningham campaign here in South Carolina yep. in the state of Florida. Uh, you have their agriculture commissioner, uh, who basically sent out a letter the other day, Nikki Freed. Oh, Nikki Freed. You mean the person who ran for the Democratic nomination for governor and lost at seven o like seven o four? Yeah, she, it was called. Was it called before they closed the? No, it can't be called until after they closed the polls. They closed the polls at seven. She was. It was called by seven o two, something okay. like that. Yeah. So Nikki Freed turned around, and she's the agriculture commissioner in Florida, Democrat, as well as a state senator from that area, Chev Jones, also a Democrat, calling on Ron DeSantis to do this. There's no reason to to get rid of, to not let people who have been, quote-unquote, convicted of simple possession of marijuana on the state level, there's no reason those people shouldn't be pardoned, according to both Freed and... Senator Chev Jones. So this is the place where the Democrats are trying, Justin, to create a talking point out of thin air. They did it with the issue of abortion. They're doing it on the issue of marijuana because it's as if, Justin, they think that this is the way for them to get votes. They're, well, and you add to that, let's go ahead and pardon college debt too. Yeah. Pardon college debt. Legalize weed, push they harder should, on abortion. Should, they should get the vote of the young millennials, right? Like all like twelve percent of voters. Well, but again, we go back to these are these are the vices. These are the vices that Joe Cunningham's running on. Joe Biden is running on. This is what your liberal approach to governance looks like. Let's do these things. Let's make them legal. Let's tax the wazoo out of them so we can take more money from people and create a culture in which we are building a government on the back of people's issues and problems and the vices that we are legalizing throughout our community. Not only are we pardoning simple marijuana federal crimes, the president tweets as of this recording today, the pace of job growth is cooling while still powering our recovery forward. That's the progress we need to see. Did that did that actually say anything really? The pace of job growth is cooling. Pace of job still, growth is cooling. We added less jobs. Okay, we did. But again, we want to make sure we have the point here that most of the jobs that were created were just 
filled again after we shut the country down. Right. It signals that we're transitioning to a more stable growth, Dave, that continues to deliver for workers and families. I saw a families. new stable growth this weekend, though. I saw a stable growth in my gas prices again because I think they <laughs> bottomed out. I think we have now hit the bottom out because gas prices in South Carolina, if you've taken a look at the last time you went to the pump, yep. they've gone up about 6 to 15 cents over the last few weeks. We're expecting that to continue to go up because OPEC, the oil-producing exporters countries, uh, are basically turning around and they're reducing by 1 to 2 million gallons per day the oil production that they're doing. That is going to hugely impact what happens at the pump because gas is now, or petroleum products, are now going to go up to about $90 a, ga- uh, a, a barrel. That's 55 gallons of crude oil. That basically means you're going to be seeing higher prices at the pump. The question is, are you going to be seeing them before November 8th? Or are they going to skyrocket afterwards? The president is trying to do all that he can right now to to lessen that by releasing another 10 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Basically, Joe Biden is dipping into our oil savings so that we can possibly keep prices down at least until Wednesday, November 9th, in which case you can begin to start expecting prices to start shooting back through the roof again. All while NASDAQ falls to a new two-year low this week, um, down 1.84%. NASDAQ is down 33% in 2022. The S&P 500 down 24.5% this year. The stock market losses have wiped out $11 trillion of American wealth. So this is where it impacts you if you are nearing or at or in retirement. Your 401k. Your 401k. A 401k has probably lost, you know, for every $100,000 that you have stashed away for your retirement, you just lost anywhere from twenty dollars to $25,000 in the value of your money. Yep. That has happened in just the last few weeks. There are a lot of other issues that we have to cover and things that we'll be covering throughout the rest of our podcast over this week and next. But apparently... We have something two more. new. Two more. Two more. One, yes. Joe Cunningham last week made a new friend. Oh, he did. He was holding a chicken. Henrietta? Henrietta McMaster. Oh. Why was he holding a chicken? Why? I'll tell you why. Because Governor McMaster is a chicken for only agreeing to one debate, says the man who only agreed to one debate with Mia McLeod. He didn't even want to debate Mia McLeod. No, they had to, though. But, it but was, Henry but, McMaster is a is a chicken. He's a chicken because he's only going to debate once. Joe, how many times did you debate Mia? Oh. Joe's proposed five debates with McMaster, and the governor has agreed to one. Um, they will debate on October 26th. That will be hosted live by the Post and Courier and SCE TV. Which is also doing the lieutenant gubernatorial debate on Tuesday the 11th between... Pamela Evett, our lieutenant governor, and Tally Parm Casey. While it may be funny to see a grown man holding a chicken, I feel compelled to call out the cowardice when I see it, Cunningham said, and I'm reading this from the Post and Courier, as Henrietta cocked her head from side to side, you know, like a chicken. Politicians must be held accountable, and career politicians like McMaster have done everything they can to stay in power. I love What does that mean? Because it means that I guess I'm not going to talk to you because I don't really have to. And so you're going to then turn around 
and make this issue about me, not about you, and the fact that your policies actually don't actually help South Carolinians. I don't think Joe Cunningham, Joe Cunningham wants to take jabs at Henry McMaster. Let's just be honest. He wants to basically turn around and tell you, I want to do more abortions in South Carolina. I want to legalize marijuana in South Carolina. I want to make sports betting legal in South Carolina. I basically want to do everything that Joe Biden is trying to do at the national level. I want to be the Joe of South Carolina. No offense to Joe Wilson, who is well, actually Joe, and we appreciate One him. would argue that Joe Cunningham believes that Joe Biden shouldn't be president because he's old. That is true. Because Joe Cunningham has basically said geriatricness. Ger- the geriatric oligarchy. Right. That would be old people in power. And that's the place where you know, I, I still go, okay, does Cunningham not realize that a third of the population in South Carolina's populace that's registered to vote, a third is over the age of 62? that the group that is most likely to show up for a general election, which is what we're getting ready to have in four weeks, are people over the age of 62. Instead, what's he going to do now? Appeal to the millennial vote, hoping that they're going to turn around and show up? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I think that's the plan. Uh So everybody who's of abortion ages... Mm-hmm. is now going to turn around and show up and vote for Joe Cunningham. Yeah, man, that's going to be enough. Oh, that's enough to overcome all of the people 62 plus? Yeah, we'll overcome it all. Because the Supreme Court took away your constitutional right to an abortion and oh, the one government that's not masters ex- mean and scary. Oh. Oh, really? That's So that'll drive the people who never vote to vote. It'll be great. Oh, that's yeah, that's going to work really well. It'll be great. One final thing. Yes. Neither of us have heard this. So Are we going there again? Today? This will be the only wait, time this wait, week. Wait, okay, wait, wait. Do you have a bumper for this yet? Because last time you didn't have a bumper for this. You know what? I do have a bumper for it. It's time for your pronoun of the day. Am I awake or am I dreaming? So far gone. Lesbian Snow White here, aka the Pronoun Gal, and today I'm going to be teaching you how to use they, ghost, she pronouns and sentences, so let's go! And remember that even if you haven't heard of these pronouns, it doesn't mean that they don't exist, it just means that you haven't heard of them. But hey, here I am to teach you, so let's get started. They are such a great person. Her smile is so contagious. In fact, I saw Ghost make a whole audience smile. I think they should be very proud of themselves. Oh wow, thank you so much for listening and learning and your friends or yourself or whoever you may be watching this for is gonna appreciate it so much. And don't forget to follow me, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to my YouTube channel and please just hit the notification bell. I honestly hate to ask, but the clock app has been giving me no other options. I mean, these are my most common comments every single day and it is not helping here or here or anywhere. (laughs) We just need love and acceptance on this channel, so please help and it'll mean the world to me as well as everyone who uses this channel for something as a comfort. Thank you so much for watching. I love you. She's the Food Network now? She said this is a channel for comfort. I mean, I'm all about comfort food. It is turning into fall. My 
My comfort channel is ESPN. Yeah, it's true. Um, it is. I love what she says. If you haven't heard of these, it doesn't mean they don't exist. It's kind of the age-old thing. If a tree falls in the forest and if you're not there to hear it, does it, it really make, fall? Does it make a sound? That's the question. Well, I, well, well yeah. Does it? Just because really? you're not there doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Now, I will yes. say this. I will say this, though. Um... It, I want to make sure you understood this was not they go she. It was they ghost. ghost so she. how does that translate? Is that like, like he, him, his? Oh, you're you're antiquated. That doesn't matter anymore. Oh, that doesn't matter anymore? No. So ghost can do, again, whatever ghost wants. Ghost can go wherever ghost pleases. But if ghost... If Ghost decides that Ghost's comments are for she, but not for they, correct. That's okay. So, so on one day he wrote these down. On one day, I, I'm not going to say you. We um, have to write these things down um, so that it makes sense. Yes, I, I'm not saying this is you. I'm just right. for example, let's yes. say that you're the person here subscribes to this delusion. Yes. Then, then one day I might have to call you she, but then the next day you might feel like you more closely identify with ghost. Okay. Whereas they might be that one pronoun you use only when you've had a late night out or something. Because I'm the multiple personality ghost. This isn't multiple personalities, Dave. This, oh, this is, this not is a personality. singular personality. The, no, that, no, no, oh, that's no, where she is, said themselves. Yes. Oh. This is all, Wait. this isn't personalities. These pronouns are just what the I should. Pronouns are for comfort. And that's what she said. They're comfort. Yes. It's like it's like a good ESP. It's like game day. It's it's like waking up oh. on the fall and watching college game day with right. all of them. Multiple them or right. themselves? No, just multiple them because I deal in the English language. Oh, okay. But yeah. pronouns are not personalities. Pronouns, I think. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should ghost her. Oh, we could. Um, I I just know that you need to not be so hateful. Lesbian Snow White just I mean, I will say this. Lesbian Snow White has a lot of examples um of these. A My, ton. She's got 166.4 thousand followers. Wow. 3.3 million likes over the course of her videos. I'm going a long way back here. I don't think I mean, she's always been Lesbian Snow White with I don't know, maybe she has been. She's non-binary. Oh. Then how can you be a lesbian if you're non-binary? Oh, they, them, ghost, she. Non-binary. You know what? Actually, you raise a good point. I will send a question in to Lesbian Snow White to see if we get an answer. That would be great. But I want you to know yes. that you are valid. Because her channel the says pronoun, so? Because the pronoun gal tells you you're, you're valued. She's Lesbian Snow White. Yes. And on our next edition, we will talk about the... Crystal crystals pronouns. Isn't that the little sandwiches? No, that's with a K. Oh, this is with a C. It's with a C. All right, then Christmas. I guess we'll see you later then. Because <laughs> on that particular note, I don't keep think we up share. with Palmetto Family as yes. we get closer to the most consequential pro-life vote in South Carolina history. You can do that by downloading the Palmetto Family Council app or visiting our website palmettofamily.org. Just a reminder: call your senator and let them know which you stand for life. Exactly, because it is time for them to get a final law onto Governor McMaster's desk for his signature next week.
We will see you later in the week for another edition of the fastest growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina. For Kevin Kyle and Mitch Prosser and Dave Wilson, I'm Justin Hall. Have a great week.